Scotty, if you don't have any money, how are you going to afford the Taco Bell cantina in Vegas? <laughs> it's a Taco Bell, Dylan. You could ask a Taco Bell for all their food, and they'll just be like, ah, right, that'll be ten bucks. Okay, cool. I don't know, man. This one has liquor. It could be, it yeah. could be, like, it could be like 12 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, can I have a Baja Blast Freeze with a bottle of tequila in it? Yeah, that'll be uh, $15. <laughs> So welcome to Fight Boys, it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the hardest-working man in podcasting, Scotty Moore. I come from the darkness, from <laughs> the dirt. I am Blake Tanner. I'm, I'm really surprised that Scotty's going with that for the cold opening. I'm the Dylan. No, it's fine. We'll cut it. We'll, we cut it. No, we'll no cut one's it. gonna we'll edit. We'll edit that in post. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, which is probably a line we'll say during the live show. We'll edit that in post. It's okay. These people, that's whatever. They we'll won't the, uh, we'll remember the, uh, the cheering that they piped into SmackDown when it was taped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take all the cheering that they take out of SmackDown whenever Roman Reigns comes out, and we'll pipe it into our show. My favorite thing. This is my favorite week of wrestling because it's the week that I don't have to watch wrestling. I don't have to worry about it happening live. I could just be like, well, it's 5 o'clock on a Monday. Oh, that's what happened on Raw this week. I don't have to watch TV tonight. That's cool. Yep. I have not done a wrestle this week, so I'm lost. What the fuck happened, y'all? Um, Super Juniors is happening, and apparently it's lit AF. Oh, yeah. Nice. Super um, El Fantasmo is slowly becoming my new favorite fucking wrestler. LOL, fuck you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a and picture. Then, like, fuck you as in, like, like, woman, like, literally, like, fuck off small child. El yeah. Fantasmo getting that Chuck Taylor, that early Chuck Taylor heat making kids cry. It's just him with, like, the double birds extended towards a child. And I'm like, oh, yes, he's my new favorite. Who is this unattended child <laughs> about to yeet back into the audience? That's, um, oh man, I'm trying to think of a tiny wrestler to put in there, but it, I just can't right now. So, oh, Blake, shit, it's El Torito. It's, <laughs> yeah, El Fantasmo versus El Torito. Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Swoggle. It's Swoggle. Oh, my God. He's chase. he came out from under the ring. He's chasing all the women's away. <laughs> So, Blake, you in the darkness right now, I'm very shocked you don't have your creepy clown mask. So you could just be like, yowie wowie, real no, creepy. It's it's right here. I've been wearing the mask all the time. Oh, that's just your face. <laughs> that's just who you are, then. Yowie wowie, yowie wowie. Yowie your your camera momentarily disconnected and like I did have a moment of genuine fear at what was gonna happen when it reconnected. <laughs> like you were gonna pull some editing BS. I was gonna be like, oh well, shit. I'm oh, not doing he, this show anymore because I'm doing it, it with a fucking demon, I guess. Yeah. I did accidentally watch that video clip right before I went to bed, which uh, was a mistake. Oh yeah, surprisingly was, creepy. That was a hard mistake. Where do you guys fall on the internet's argument of, like, he's just doing shit that's been done in the past, he's just a creepy clown. I'm like, fuck, firstly, fuck off. Firstly, he's not, he's literally not doing anything that's been done in the past, this is very new. Yeah, but I I think, um, I think Kazarni maybe (laughs) tweeted something about it, just like, He's just doing the old Kazarni, and I'm like, mm, no, he's not, buddy, because it's on. It's happening on actual wrestling. Hey, Kazarni, nah, dog. <laughs> that ain't it. This ain't That's it. That's a no from me. <laughs> I mean, it's such a. It was one of those moments where someone was like, "It gets really dark tonight," and I'm like, "A fucking rabbit was massacred last week. You can't be like, oh, now it's getting hey, dark,' hey, and then he hey, did. Hey, 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 hey. That rabbit came back. He's okay. He's, He's a Franken-rabbit. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> which also establishes, I guess, resurrection, which is something Bray can do. Well, I mean, that's how his career came back, so, uh, I mean. Yep. Um, um, 
I don't know. I'm really excited for where that Joker mask he's got on. Yeah. Yep. I'm really excited about where I've never been more terrified because like, you remember when Dean turned heel and like the first week we're like, this is amazing. There's no way they can fuck it up. And the next week he's like getting injections and cutting a promo. Yeah. He had that one great promo where he burnt his shield vest and you're like, this is going to be something. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. They've managed to goad us away from that thought for like four weeks and I've never been more terrified of just like, please don't fuck it up. Please don't fuck it up. Please. Oh yeah, because the ball will be dropped and it will be dropped not because of the weeks and weeks of preparation. It will be dropped because the night that he's going to come out, Vince is going to be like, yeah, I don't fucking get it. Go out and fart. My favorite story to come out of this week is the most frustrated person backstage. It's triple fucking H. And all I can see is this mental image because they. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, you keep shitting on their dreams. Uh. It, <laughs> it, it makes me think of that um, when. Uh, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton were having that feud during Seth's heel run, and yeah. he was still aligned with the authority. And, like, Triple H was just trying his hardest to get Randy and Seth on the same page. He was in the middle of them, just like, now stop, stop, I need you to... And then uh, Randy, Orton was him, and the most disappointed dad face I've ever seen. That that feels like what Triple H is every night now. My favorite part of that storyline is apparently, like, his NXT people he'll go to backstage and just like, hey, uh, it's gonna be okay. He'll die soon. Uh, meanwhile, all, of this, all, all I can picture in my head is him cradling Otis like a baby. And Otis <laughs> is just, like, looking up at him like, eh. Dead. dead. Daddy's messing me up. Dead. I dead. got you, Can't son. Dead. Can't <laughs> talk to the pretty lady. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, son. Papa's gonna send you home. <laughs> He's got like a shotgun. He's like, run on, Otis. Run on. <laughs> Get out of here, you stupid animal. <laughs> Get back to NXT. Go back, please. Run, Otis! <laughs> Run on, Otis! Go! Oh, done? Jesus. No. <laughs> so... H being frustrated. Do you think he's happy because Undertaker and Goldberg are happening, is happening and, like, hopefully fuck. that will, will outshine how shitty the DX BOD match was at last Saudi show. Oh yeah. my god. I think if there's anything he would be happy about, it would be that. It's like, uh, I didn't have the worst. Uh, I do I, like I do like how everybody's just like, ah, oh, I see the Saudi princes have made it up to like 1997, 1998, mm-hmm. classic run, and they're starting to try and get those. Man, oh. whenever they make it to the mid 2000s and they get to like Dolph Ziggler's overselling, this shit's going to be lit. And- <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to see that again. The thing is, um, for the next show after this one, they're going to get to Hell in a Cell in 98, and it's going to be amazing how ever they decide to regenerate Mick Foley's body. No, no, no. It's just Undertaker standing on top of a hell in a cell with a army of mid-carters running out to just get tossed off of the top of the cell. They just are like in a... They're like lemmings being led to the dead man. And I, I can only imagine the Undertaker up on top of the cell with like a fucking walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> he's just beating the... Sh- Instead of a steel chair, he's just beating the shit out of him with a cane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then Kane comes out. You can't sink of this mayor with his racist shirt. <laughs> Speaking of racism, uh, Dylan, congrats on not being more racist than the WWE. Okay, who, hold, on, hold, now, on. hold on, hold on. I know hold exactly on. what we're talking. Hold on. Dylan, so, I know what you're going to mention. So, so, so here's the thing. The thing they had wasn't, so like, both Paige and Asuka came out and, like, basically defended the, the choice of the name Kabuki Warriors. Like, Paige... Kabuki like, Warriors for Asuka and Kairi Sane's tag team. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, like Paige came out and was like, they wanted to be the P- Kabuki Girls, which honestly would have been better. But, like, you know, they had to the sell like Kabuki Warriors. And then, like, Asuka was like, listen, I've basically had this as my gimmick this whole time. Yeah. A lot of people had a backlash of, like, 
like, oh, you know, like fucking snowflake generation, everything is offensive. In the defense of everybody that had that reaction, if you I, look back historically, <laughs> it's like WWE's handing of Asian, yeah, Asian, yeah. Like, like you know, wrestlers. We I believe that the backlash point. came from not like a bad place. I believe that they knew what WWE was capable of, and they're like, "Oh, they did this shit again." Yeah, yeah we were all just like, "Hold." On. Once they were like, no, they came up with this name. We we're like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Or like after everybody gave it like a thought, it was like, actually no, Kabuki does work. But whatever, you're just like, here, here's this, this like two Japanese women. They're the Kabuki warriors, and like your first reaction is, hold on, like <laughs> that was a, that was the thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, if they I, had I, stuck with your name last week and came out as Pages Asian Harem, I feel like people would have freaked out even more. Listen, after after the freaking submission sorority, I really don't feel like WWE can ever mess up a stable name much more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I am still... really curious to see how this is going to affect Kyrie's fucking outfit. Because, like, yeah, Asuka's been doing, like, the Kabuki gimmick for a decade now? Oh, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. A very long time. I just hope we get Demon Clown Kabuki. That shit's going to be awesome. Oh, no, that's going to be terrifying. Really... Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's that crossover. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to when Bray Wyatt becomes their manager, and that just takes a whole new level. Oh shit! But well, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they they handle handle that in whatever week we actually get a a, 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 ma- match. a match. Yeah, but I do think by my original my original thing once they uh, the name of Kabuki Warriors was announced, which was if fucking great Kabuki doesn't come out as their manager for like fucking WrestleMania or something. Oh yeah, yeah that'd be great. Like, or they like they wear like great Kabuki like tribute outfits. I'm gonna be really disappointed as <laughs> yep. fucking great Kabuki like. Now, and if they don't play the promos of fucking Dusty Rhodes saying saying the words "Great Kabuki," which are some of the greatest promos ever, because hearing Dusty Rhodes is Southern mm-hmm. Kabuki, <laughs> Kabuki. Um, by the way, sidebar: someone did post a comprehensive list of all the horrible things that Lars said. Yeah, and it's very long, so just just keep that in mind. And, and also, to be to be fair. They did point out that it was nine years ago, and he did go around and apologize to apparently like to like Titus O'Neil and like yeah. everybody. Everybody Him actually back. going around to apologize in person is um, probably the best thing he could do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. So, like here's the, here's the thing, and I say this, I, I, I say this well. If, if if they're apologizing, if it's a sincere apology, and like you know he's he's trying to make up for because you know nine nine years that's almost a decade. If we were to judge the three of us based on a decade ago, like w- w- yeah, no, that would yeah. not, that would not go well for any of us. Um, you yeah. know, I I know what sixteen year old me was like, and I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't know what sixteen year old me was like, doing. Scotty, and Scotty nope. shares pictures of what him just five years ago looked like, and goddamn. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I can only I can only imagine what an extra five will do. So, like you know, on that. On that level, I'm just like, okay, that was our terrible things to say, and like, you know, move on from it. But if he has, he's, he's taken, he's taken the steps. He's taken the steps. The twelve you steps. Know, steps find a hundred thousand dollars, which is more than the three of us are going to make this year combined. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, going um, to uh, away from WWE news because hey, it's kind of fucking popped off the last week with AEW. Uh, I guess we're all gonna figure have to figure out a way to watch TNT now. We yeah. all have to learn how to know drama. Yeah, that's the we that's the one thing. I'm just like, God damn it! Why couldn't why can't you be partnered with like Hulu or some shit where I can watch this? Yeah, yeah it's like, hard with like because that means oh, I have to get fucking cable. Or, I think YouTube I TV has TNT, so we sh- I'm 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 covered. So okay, oh, okay. I'll look into well. Fuck off. Good for you, bitty. Good for you. Now, speaking of monetary costs, can I just ask, were you guys freaked out about the fact that Double or Nothing cost $60 on pay-per-view? Because everyone on my Twitter feed was so upset about it, and I'm like, that's the price of normal wrestling pay-per-views. I think everybody got really, everybody got really, um... Used to uh, $9.99. And then, yeah, because, like, like Ring of Honor got there, too, eventually. 
Oh yeah. And like how dare you in this modern era not charge like the price of a large pizza from Papa John's for <laughs> pay-per-view. <laughs> Actually no, Papa John's large would probably cost more. That's the so that that's where it's it's coming from a sense of, of everybody's slightly entitled now. But I mean we're paying a combined god knows how much to see it live from the cheap seats. So yeah. it's not like we could really complain. True facts. Very yeah, much. You got to think about how much we're going to pay like just because to, I mean, we will be there, yes, but our view, our like, what we see will not be as well as good as if we like paid to watch it online. Also, I don't. Also, we don't get to hear Excalibur. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. True. He's gonna be sitting with us. <laughs> Don, I tell you guys that. Nope. He's been kicked off the commentary booth, but he's still doing the commentary why did, in why the crowd. We try to get Excalibur for the podcast. That would have been great. Oh, man, I wish we didn't already have Mega Ram, because then we could just do guest watch again and be like, yo, Excalibur. We still can, dude. We have to fill, like, what, like, two hours? Like, how long is it running time? Wait, what? No, it, no, it is one hour, Dylan. They do not believe in us that much. Hachi machi. Oh, I, good. We could probably just BS with Mega Ram for that long. Just be like, hey, man, what about this, mm-hmm. this? Also, thing. I really enjoy last... I don't know if you said it on air or not, the fact that we're sandwiched between, like, Cultaholic and Going and Raw, and you're like, and guess what? That ne- other spot's probably gonna be OSW. Yeah, it's fucking OSW, so we are in the b- best and worst spot for oh, yeah. StarCast. We are we are the piss break of podcasts. <laughs> StarCast. We are the we are the divas match in like 2012. Like we're the we are, divas match. We are, and if we don't refer to ourselves as that when we get up there, then we're all lying to ourselves and our audience, and that's not fair. Yeah. Yep. Um. Can I just say, speaking of people, we've tried to get guests as to guest on the show. David Arquette has now got the greatest line ever said in a pro wrestling ring. I have friends, friends money. money. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that could possibly topple it is, I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot! But yeah, Arquette was... Re- who was he wrestling? I keep wanting to say Swoggle, but I know that's wrong. I, I have no idea. I was Actually, to- David Arquette wrestles Swoggle exclusively. Yeah. yeah. You didn't but know this. Someone from, some idiot from the crowd is just like... You're just doing this because you don't have any money. And then David, like a fucking god, just turns. I got friends money, bitch! And with that, David Arquette became the most over-wrestler. Mm-hmm. I contemplated taking down the episode of Ready to Rumble. Just like, no, he's earned the respect. We don't need any more David Arquette mockery in this world. It's like I was saying whenever we talked about it. It's like... I, I I wasn't around to see David Arquette um like at his worst in the wrestling world. So when he started to make his comeback and got really popular and everyone was saying he he's, he's redeemed himself, I didn't understand what that meant until I saw that fucking movie. Also, I hope David Arquette is number 21 in the Vegas Battle Royal. Oh yeah. I want David oh, Arquette God. to win a shot at the AEW Championship. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's absolute. That is all I need. Um. So Billy Graham's a piece of shit. Uh, fuck, man. Yeah. I and saw- he's mad that you aren't donating to his GoFundMe. My yep. favorite thing on the planet is Biggie's Twitter account because now that yes. Biggie can just sit at home all day, he can just stay on constantly and flirt with Becky Lynch's mom, which is the best shit of all time. His Twitter also, header is doing... a picture of Becky's mom's face. <laughs> also, did you see the bit where uh, I think it was Xavier was like, hey, l- ladies and gentlemen, but ladies was like bolded in caps. Uh, did, you know, Biggie's going to be... Uh, be on Twitter during these hours if you want to slide into those DMs. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's he opened his DMs for all of Raw, which is the scariest move I think Holy Biggie shit. could ever take. Biggie, but somebody like, earlier somebody this asked, week, somebody asked him if uh, if he could make a uh, a thing for the banner for their Twitter, and, and it's just, just a picture of his pack. Yeah, it was like 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 he clearly doesn't have to shave his chest now because he's not a dude. Just hairy peck pick, just one oh, yeah. nip in there. Just, oh my god, Legend. man, that's a meaty breast. Oh yeah, Legend. but uh, going what back to what Blake started with. Yeah, I think Big E to fuck with everybody because he's only out for what like 
three to six months? How long is he out? I, I, it, it depends because it's a knee injury and God fucking knows with those. You know yeah. what I mean? But Biggie yeah. was just like, I'm not going to be back for like two or three years just to fuck with everybody. Yeah, Billy Graham doesn't understand how Big E works, because, uh, do you have the quote pulled up, Blake? I do. You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Billy Graham said, New Day is breaking up. It appears that way to me, according to the Big E's latest statement. The Big E! The Big E! He has told the wrestling world that he... We got rid of of his Langston, but we gave him a the. The Big E. (laughs) Then we feel that's... Actually, he stole it from the Ryback. Yes! Um, he has told the wrestling world that he has had a meniscus surgery and he will be out until oh, 2021 or 2022. I went to the Mayo Clinic website and read that the most serious meniscus surgeries require only three to six months to have a full and complete recovery. So he is a layer about the time needed to recover <laughs> from this type of injury. He's a layer. And apparently just doesn't want to wrestle anymore. I won't miss his ass, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I think he just hates the entire New Day, because there was a solid two weeks there where he was just screaming at Kofi to get on steroids. Oh, he was, he's been... See, see the, thing, the thing about yelling at the New Day is, is that when you're, when you're superstar Billy Graham, and you look like superstar Billy Graham, it's very easy to make that, that, that turn from, oh, superstar Billy Graham hates the New Day, but, you know, it looks like superstar Billy Graham just hates black people. <laughs> All he, all he has to do, all he has to do is like insult like Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods, and we're just like, I'm seeing a very disturbing Lars esque pattern I don't, from superstar Billy Graham. Right I don't now. think we even need to see anything more. I think we've already fuck me, guys. I'm about to send something to the Facebook that was on Biggie's wall. Oh no, what did Biggie? What did Biggie do now? No, it's got. Oh man, I gotta save this fucking. Oh, so Blake is <laughs> Blake. Blake, what is this? Blake, he posted it on Twitter. <laughs> but he's got a face that looks like a real hedgehog. Oh. shit in vegas i need you (laughs) whatever you're doing right now i just need you to leave it in alabama no listen here i left a lot of shit in alabama today yeah mostly rage and anger so so patreon.com slash a load of bs that's the website where you can go to support the fight boys and the entire bs network you get access to our discord shout it out on the show of your choice like that motherfucker Fucker Gazi, and you get access to our exclusive show. You paid for this, where we watch garbage movies and then commentate over them, like the David Arquette hit film Ready to Rumble. And for this month, we are having the BS raffle, and it is all Fight Boys themed. So if you donate money, each dollar you donate is an entry into the raffle. We're going to pull it right before Double or Nothing. We may announce it at the show, but that just seems like it would take up too much time. And if you win, you get this awesome swag bag of a shirt from us. You get one of the Fight Boys posters I got made, some Fight Boys trading cards, all kinds of shit if you donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, Guys, since Guest Watch is over, since we got the good, good man known as Mega Rand to come, can we just bring back Dust Watch? I feel like we are, since we're going to do the world's largest look Dust me. Watch it. Look, um, at look at me. Yeah, that's why we're saving it. We're saving it. We got to be a surprise, and then you ruin that. No, the, then, we got to get people there and ready. Got their phones out, their Twitter accounts gotta, handy. We got to build up First the pressure off, of no the one Dust Watch. To this show. Second, <laughs> we're essentially this is essentially a closed loop okay 
<laughs> Secondly, we're saving that, so you can just you can just tweet out a David Arquette appreciation tweet if you yeah. want. You know, I'm actually uh, is, like we are in such a closed system that I think they keep us here on purpose so we yeah. don't get out. Well, I'm sorry. I've already tweeted, "Yo at sexy Chucky T." Why do you even consult us for these things when you listen exactly zero percent of the time? I just said you like what you see, and then sent that picture of fucking nasty Sonic. Piece of shit! <laughs> you absolute fucking yep degenerate. Gotta look at me. Look, 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 look at me. Are you looking me in the eyes right now? Yeah, want, what's up, buddy? You... A- after Vegas, you and I are done professionally. <laughs> it's over. It's over. I can't. I can't work with you anymore. Uh, what if this speak, is the one though? This. What if this is the one that gets him to follow? And we're like, wow, we've been doing this wrong the whole fucking time. Man, this is what if, real. This what if, is real telling, huh? What, what if there's a, a decent chance I just leave you for dead in the desert in Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> what about that? There's numbers. Suck when we find all that gold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're meeting up with Jeff Jarrett. Okay, you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Je Jebelev, I'm gonna fuck you up. Did you just say J E double Jeff? His J-E name's double Jeff. Jared, 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 Jared. My name's Jeff 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 Jarrett. Too many getters. <laughs> so, guys, there's a there's a pay per view this weekend. Did you know that? No. <laughs> Blake's like, oh fuck! No. I gotta record. I gotta record. I thought all those people were hitting. I, I thought all those people were playing with ladders, you know, because they missed their preschool I days. I haven't seen people playing with ladders. I haven't watched. They've really not done well setting up the fact that Money in the Bank is this weekend. Although, to be fair, we were probably all like, ah, oh, they were in England. That means the show won't matter. Oh, this is gonna start like a house show. Yeah, except they except they put one like double decker bus on stage. We're like, we're in England. And, like, all the, <laughs> oh yeah, all the English people there, like you, you fucking, you fucking. It's like a, that time. It's like whenever they used to put out like this fucking payphone box. Oh it's yeah, like, I really feel like in the cloud they're just like wankers. No, oh, yeah, you. <laughs> they see Vince McMahon, that guy right there. He's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's only fair we do a little bit of predictions for this pay-per-view that God just oh, yes. seems... The next um, year... For... Hold on, do we want to... This, is, this we, is it. We haven't, we haven't started yet. So are we are we, are we we laying out the fucking, the fucking, like, forfeit now? Or, like, what are we... I like the idea that I had at Mania, which is whoever is in the losing spot, the number of, like... The number of wrong predictions they got in comparison to the winner. So, like, say I had 110 correct and someone else had 100 correct. You would have 10 difference and you multiply that by $10 and you have to give it to a charity of the winner's choosing. So then we can seem like good human beings by giving to charity. Here's the thing. That's $100. I was going to say, I don't know how much money you have. You've got a year to save up. That's not what I'm gonna save up if I have a year. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. It's not gonna be for charity. I'm I'm a horrible human being. I Do, should we all have individual forfeits? Because I'm down with giving a hundred dollars to fucking Connor's cure, whatever. How much did Blake lose by compared to me? Um, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. I think it was only probably like seven. So he would it would be seventy dollars through this. Right. I would feel bad if Blake had to because like, like, like. Each one of us was only one good pay-per-view away from having to give, like, you know, $200. You know what I mean? It's not ten, it's five. Okay, I'm down with that. Five for every every wrong prediction you get between you and the winner, you'd give five dollars. That's fine. 35 is much better than 70. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we got the... Like, we have to be realistic with our ability to handle money. None of us are good at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I have a decent paying job now, and trust me, I don't even have that kind of money. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so whoever loses has to pay a certain amount of money to the winner's choice of charity. Let's start the first ever prediction, then. 
Dan, what the fuck? First ever Dan, prediction. A prediction has never been done before in the history of ever. No, I'm this sorry. I got taken thing. aback because the man who was fighting for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania is on the pre-show. pre-show. Yes, he is on the pre-show. Daniel that Bryan Daniel and Rowan Bryan. versus the Usos for the... Okay, it just says tag team match. It is not for the titles, I guess? I thought it was for... Oh, no, because this fucking... It's a they're, because they're the SmackDown tag team champs, and the Usos are on Raw. Right. So Usos then wild card, wild card bitches. I still pick. Uh, I still pick the the. Are they actually called the Planet Warriors? Or is that just something the internet made up? I'm fairly actually... sure it's something the internet made up. Okay, because I like the idea of that. Yeah. Yeah. I choose the Earth's favorite. Tra- favorite son daniel bryan yeah and his Mm -hmm. and his scandinavian bodyguard (laughs) oh yes okay um i feel like this is dance worthy i feel like this is (laughs) this is just when the planet is going to win the planet needs to win yeah and so daniel bryan will win and rowan will be there (laughs) i really thought you're gonna be the planet needs to win but global warming, so the Usos. Like I really the Usos was are global warming. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna let him have the titles for a few. So I'm actually gonna change to Daniel Bryan and Rowan because they need something to get them going. Um, also, I for some reason I thought uh, the Kabuki Warriors were on here against the Iconics. No, they're not. That's just irrelevant. Um, up next, we got huh. Tony Nice versus Arya Davari for the cruiserweight championship. Uh. Huh. Premier athlete, duh. yeah. Once they put a title on someone, they usually hold it for a while. So I'm gonna stick. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with Nice. Yeah, I, mean, I wanted. I, I, I listen. I wanted to lose that title so I can see his sweet abs again. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we don't get much of them, but it's it's Tony's our boy. Yeah. All right. So we all got Tonys all around. Yeah. All right. We all got Tonys. We're good stage actors. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for, what's this say? For the custody of Dominic. What the fuck? <laughs> um, Ladder match. Uh, <laughs> I'm, we, I'm gonna we, say... Are we taking predictions on if Samoa Joe can beat Rey Mysterio in less time faster. than last time? Or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, guys, are we... Or Is no one gonna have to pay money because no one's gonna change burr, up burr, what they burr, say? Burr, burr, <laughs> Blake, I just need you to be working for WWE as their new Jim Johnston. <laughs> I mean, I'll go. I, I, I want to go Samoa Joe, but that's just because I, I usually pick Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, I'm. I pick very... Samoa Joe against Brock Lesnar. I'm not gonna be like a oh, Rey Mysterio. Like, oh, he's gonna be the one that stops him. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm down with Joe. Blake, no, no. Did you not hear me sing the song? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not? Poorly. Did you not hear my rendition? Uh, a singles... I was going here going booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> booyaka. Uh, up next, WWE Championship. KO versus KOFI. Uh, oh, that was actually really good. Nice. That was yeah, golf, I like clap, that. golf clap. Yeah. Golf clap. Um, Kofi, right? Like, you yeah, can't do it this soon. It's Kofi. Um, they've already botched Kevin Owens' uh, heel turn by making it happen too quick. Um, and now he's just kind of there again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes me very sad. It does. Because he was such a fun baby face. And then like, he is. No. It's, he, he has a natural charisma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kofi, Kofi's going to beat the, beat it out of him because Kofi's still great. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a DQ finish. It'll be something. Yeah. Yeah. Kofi Kingston, championship titles, championship matches, whoever we say is who we think is walking out with the title, I think. Yeah. We have to amend yeah. that rule. Yeah. 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 Um, also, um, Kofi, as uh, has been mentioned before, is about to tour his home country for the first time in, I think he said, 20 years? Yeah, so he probably needs to have that title with him. Probably. Um, oh, man, this match is going to... don't worry, s- it's going to be just like with Jinder Mahal. He's going to lose to Triple H in his home country. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. match is going to blow sick dog chunks, but <laughs> it's a steel cage match of The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Yep. I'm just saying it because I don't like steel cage matches in general, but I'm going to stick with Miz. I feel like steel cage matches should stick to being on TV, honestly. 
Yeah. If they're going to do them. But yeah, I'm I'm with the Miz on this one. Sure. <laughs> I would well, boys, where matches, I would prefer steel cage matches if you couldn't win by escaping through the door. door. Yeah. The only thing I'd be like, no, no, no. Because then if it's a big guy, you're like, oh, this person has two chance or two ways to win whereas like the big person only really has one. And then like it adds like nah, that's that's it. I would just yeah. through the door. And I would and I would change it back to being the uh, the blue steel bar ones from the nineties because fuck people's health, right? And no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna lead paint. I'm gonna keep the two Becky matches together, so I'm gonna move on to Roman Reigns versus Elias in Roman's first pay per view match on the blue brand. Um, I hear the big dog screaming in the night. Wah 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 wah. Is this right. year gonna be the musical predictions for Blake Tanner? I guess. Yeah. He's tapping into that. He's tapping into that theater degree. Uh, but yeah, mm. no. Uh, the big dog's gonna hit the big dog, and then he's gonna win with the big dog. <laughs> I. Am oh go- my! This is gonna be my first breakaway. I'm gonna say Elias. <laughs> I'm gonna get that okay. five dollars quick. <laughs> I. You you are the person who has made so much from betting on Roman, and I am appalled <laughs> at your lack of convictions. You turn turn in your vest. Turn in your vest. I actually have it right wearing, next to me. By the way, you're wearing that vest for our live show, right? Oh God, fuck! I forgot about that. Damn it. Um. Seth versus AJ for the Universal Championship. Um, this one's the real toughie of the show. Because, like, mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't see any titles changing hands. No. no. Well, I don't see any titles changing hands. Charlotte's going to beat Becky. Fuck Ooh. you for putting that into the world. It's not going to be Lacey fucking Evans. Right. No. Somebody's gonna come out after her first match, gonna hobble her a bit, and then, like, it's gonna keep her strong because she's fighting injured against Charlotte, who is, like, the athlete of the division. And then Charlotte gets her heat back. She gets booed because she took a title off of Becky, and Becky doesn't get to be Becky Two Belts anymore. Also, mm-hmm. they're not gonna have Becky continue to defend the title, like, two titles a night for whatever. Like, that just doesn't happen. Remember, Seth had two two belts. He lost one of them almost immediately. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's just how it works. Hold on, let's let's I finalize pick, Seth and AJ first. I pick Seth Rollins because he's already uh, banging Becky Lynch, so he's already on top of the world, winning. You don't stop now just because you know he AJ has already won, won right? Yeah. He's got he's got Becky Lynch. He's got his own coffee shop in Iowa. Like he's just firing on all cylinders. I'm gonna stick yeah. with Seth, but I'm also gonna say we're gonna see an AJ heel turn because AJ's already going going close to it. And yeah. the only yeah, way for you to get me interested in AJ Styles again is if he was a bad guy. Yeah, AJ on the red uh, AJ on the red team means that he's got a he's got a turn heel. Um, uh, no, I'm also uh, picking Seth. Seth yeah. to win. So three Seths um, in that match and retain his championship. Um, let's do our two Becky Lynches. I'm gonna say Becky wins both of the matches. I'm not saying mm-hmm. she walks out with the belt. I'm going with both belts. Bad. About to say the same thing, because mm-hmm. I think she's going to win both of those matches. Yep. So, but, Dylan, do you think Charlotte's going to walk out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, they're not um, going to have a same, like, cash-in again. Like, they just, they literally just did that. Yep. Yeah. It's either going to be, like, Becky's greatest triumph night, or it's going to be her greatest defeat. Yeah. I am, okay. Because she's either going to win it all or lose it all. Let's move on. Let's go to the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa, Bailey, Mandy, Ember, and Carmella. And my theory is, and I, I guess I think Becky's going to walk out with all the belts. I'm going to say that because I think Bailey is going to win the t- Money in the Bank, and I think that's she's going to end up cashing in on somebody and turning heelish. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is turning heel? Bailey. Okay, see, I also have Bailey getting it, but I don't have her turning. I have her feuding with Charlotte over it. That's how she's gonna. Oh, okay. Good yeah. choice, yeah. 
because you have to have you have to have like you have to have Becky lose at some point. So there's the thing of like, oh, am I cashing in? And then like Bailey's not going to cash in on. Um, I have Mandy Rose is winning it because she's blonde. Okay, oh, that is infallible logic. <laughs> yep. Yep. God, that is shit. That's a right. that's a good one. <laughs> where Blake pulls ahead, he's. He's 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 playing he's playing chess where I'm playing checkers. That's yeah. Uh, Dylan, you said you had Bailey too. Yeah, but that's that's this is like whenever we used to dream board for Becky. And we yeah, were the that's what I'm doing right well, now. You didn't give you didn't give Bailey the chance to wrestle Becky on this show. So I assume it's only because you're rewarding her for for being the person from the Boston Hug Connection yeah. that still showed up to wrestle. Now, see, boys, this is this is where I realized I started making mistakes last year when we started doing predictions. Early on, I didn't take it seriously. Uh, early on, I didn't really think about. It. Early well, on, I picked what I wanted to happen. Like two months? What do you mean you didn't take it seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sometimes I just like said you just words. To, you just have to be like me and pull it out of your ass at the <laughs> the last show. Sure. <laughs> because you're like, hey, can we do? All of the pay-per-views. We did that the year before. There was a precedent. Don't yeah. Me. True. Um, Although I do think that you raised it that the first time as well. Well, let's quickly move on to the men's match where I'm going to have to make a sad prediction. But okay. Sami Zayn versus Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin versus Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. I'm stuck between yeah. two right now. I'm going to let y'all make your predictions first. Well... Uh, Scottish this... psychopath. No, yeah, Drew McIntyre. I'm, I'm sticking with it because I picked him way back at like the Royal Rumble or whenever we found out that Seth was going to be the person. I was like, oh, who's going to take him out? Probably Drew. Drew's the transitional yeah. champion until. Da 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 da. Roman wins. I feel like the addition of Sami Zayn and the taking out of Braun Strowman. Is a red herring. Very much so. A, a ginger herring, you could call it. A ginger it. herring, indeed. And that's why I don't think that anybody is going to fucking win this other than Drew McIntyre. I thought you were about, no one's gonna win this. That's I it. No that, one's winning the match. Yep, I think that Mustafa Ali is gonna get screwed somehow. Yep. Because gonna, he he is... gonna get RKO. It's gonna be great. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be the most babyface in this. Even the Balor is going to get his shit in and show off his abs, and that's about all we got. The I only thing Balor will have a chance to win, and he'll pass it up to Coup de Gras, like Baron or somebody. Yeah, yeah. The only thing stopping me from my sad prediction, which is Baron, Just is the pick fa- Baron Corbin. No, no, no. You're the reason not. why I'm not picking Baron is because apparently at Extreme Rules, they've leaked the card and it's gonna be Baron versus Seth. And they're not, like, they're saying Seth is still gonna have the title. So I don't think it's gonna be Baron. I mean, obviously it could be and he cashes in and then that match gets reversed and it's now Baron with the title versus Seth. I'm instead going to go for Andrade Cien Elmas getting money in the bank. Alright. Because, like, sure. that's the perfect... Okay. No, after Drew, my next pick was Randy Orton, because fuck my own happiness. Yeah. No, that was me with Baron. Yep. I was just like, it could happen, and it'll suck, but... But no, I think Andrade... Of, of basing it purely off of seeing, like, the personality of people who have gotten money in the bank and been successful, Mr. Money in the Banks, you've had, like, Edge, who was always a great one, and he was always kind of, like, clever. And then, um... I'm trying to think of, like, the other people who have been really... Seth, who was a really great... I think Andrade would do the most with it. I I really appreciate your thought. I think you're giving them too much credit. Yeah. Uh, so we did it, and apparently, if this is anything to go by, by the end of the year, we're gonna owe ten dollars to charity because we're just we're on the same wavelength at this point. I think, yeah, I think we were kind of homogenizing during the last, um, the last, last series. Yeah. yeah, it's like when uh when a bunch of women hang out too long and their cycles <laughs> all sync up. That's what's happening, except it's wrestling predictions with us. Sometimes we have to bet on ourselves. Sometimes we win. Sometimes we lose. And sometimes we go double 
or nothing. In Las Vegas! Join the Fight Boys the day after Double or Nothing live from Las Vegas, May 26th at 12.30 p.m. live from StarCast for our first ever live show spectacular. Featuring special guest, Megaran. Shout out to Styles P, you can find me ripping MIC since 9-3. Women black like the MIBs, don't mind me, MCs. You ain't in my league, you gotta be yet another counter, but be considered a challenger. Post up, I'm most ups, mimicking. Well, boys, we've talked about money in the bank, but I'll be honest, that's probably the third most exciting pay per view that's gonna happen this weekend. I mean, we got JXT finally gonna have its premier pay per view overtake. And then more importantly than that, we've got JWF cash in the bag, which means I guess we need to head over to the JWF to see Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by my tag team partner in crime. It's Captain Tibbs. I'm a part-time Twitch moderator, too. That's right, Tibbs. But let me tell you something. If we're going to be moderating something this weekend, it's going to be the Cash in the Bag pay-per-view, one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Tibbs, tell me about it. All right, Sills. You got a big old bag. And it's in a briefcase. And in that bag, in that briefcase, is a chance to challenge for the title, whatever title, every title, any title, any title. And you put that real high up, and then you get people grabbed for it, and the person that grabs it gets it. That's right, Tibbs, but in addition to this, let's not forget that you have also announced that this cash in the bag is going to be decorated in gold. All of our titles are going to be defended that night. We're going to see the finals to the JWF Invitational Tag Team Tournament, and of course, the cash in the bag match is going to be all champions. We're going to see the JWF Tag Champions, the JWF Captains Champions, and even the champions from our developmental territory, JXT. We could have a debut win that match this Sunday, Tibbs. It's so exciting. Ran out of champions. Had to get some more. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking of that tag team tournament, we still need to figure out who the finalists are, which is why tonight we are going to be running two matches that are the semi-finals, starting with this match as the Canadian crew, some men you are not fans of, Felix Ball and the Lumberjack take on the team known as the Snack Daddy, Scott Moore and Guy Fieri. They've almost seemed like a Cinderella story at this point, Tibbs. What sells? I think I've finally gotten past my blinding rage at Felix Ball. He's still a horrible bastard, but I'm okay with that now. Are you really? No, I'm just too tired. All right, Tibbs. Well, it looks like our match is starting off. Scott Moore on one side of the ring, Felix Ball on the other. And oh, my God, both of them rushing at each other. Neither men going down, but it was like the entire arena shook as these two masses collide, Tibbs. This is insanity. Ooh, you can see them ripple. That's right. They try it once again. Both of them rushing, but neither man going down. It's like two immovable objects clashing in the center of the ring. Felix Ball bouncing off the ropes, tried for one last rush, but Scott dodges, sends him careening into the ring post, and Felix Ball does not look good, Tibbs. Good. That's right, Scott Moore grabbing him in a headlock, and a beautiful bulldog takes him down. Scott rolling him over, going for a few vicious punches, covering for a pin. One, two, oh, and Felix Ball kicking out at two. It's going to take more than that to take out Felix. Mm-hmm, but maybe not much more. That's right, Scott Moore now doesn't seem deterred by it, bouncing off the ropes, and oh my god, was going for a big senton, but Felix managed to get the knees up, sending him straight into the back of Scott Moore, and Tibbs, that cannot feel good on the spine of the big papa. That surgically repaired spine of Scott Moore. That's right, Felix Ball quickly running to his corner, tagging in the lumberjack, who's in like a house of fire, Tibbs. Tackling Scott Moore to the earth. Now going after Guy Fieri, knocking Guy off the apron. And now he's picking up Scott. Tibbs, is, is he trying to end it already? 
rushing forward for that big slam, but Scott Moore wriggling free, tossing the Lumberjack into the turnbuckle, and the Lumberjack falls to the ground tips, and it looks like the Snack Daddies are back in control. All right, get him, Snack Daddy. That's right, Scott Moore rushing back to his corner, guy making the tag as the Big Papa delivers a huge running cannonball, followed by another from Fietti. Fietti looking fired up as the Lumberjack makes it back to his feet, and there it is, the snack attack, cracking the jaw of that big Redwood, making the tag to Scott, the Lumberjack making his way back to his feet, guy grabbing him by the skull, and there it is, the Big Papa powerbomb. Scott Moore going for the pin. Guy holding off Felix Ball. One, two, three. And ladies and gentlemen, Tibbs, it looks like we have one half of our finalists for the JWF Invitational Tag Tournament as the Snack Daddies look to be moving on. This is exciting, Tibbs. Tell that dense motherfucker to get out of my ring. That's right. Our Snack Daddies. That's right, Scott Moore and Guy Fieri celebrating in the ring, but... Oh, Tibbs, wait just a second. There they are, two men who have in the past said they are not big fans of the Snack Daddies. Our JWF Tag Team Champions, the B.S., who of course have one hell of a match this Sunday, a no-hold-barred match, as they take on the team known as Coach and Friend, and the B.S. don't look happy, Tibbs. Let's hear what they gotta say. Well, well, well. You did it! You actually did it! The Snack Daddies are going to cash in the bag and... You know something? Let, let me tell you something. Guy, Dad, I hope you win. I really do because... You know, me and Blake, we're really enjoying this whole extended holiday that we're getting to go on because... You know, there's no one in this company that's actually worth our time. So please, please, both of you, go on, win this tournament, and give us one more number one contender who is just absolutely worthless. Hey, hey bud, bud. Yeah? I feel you. I, feel okay. you. I understand what you're saying. Hold, hold on, let's, let's dial it back a little bit. Uh, you and I both know that... There's no way these two snack daddies, these papas, or your dad, as much as you love him, I'm sure, are going to be walking out of that tournament with a number one contender shot. I mean, look at who else is left. They're either going to be facing the VWO, some mm. of the toughest bastards we've ever seen, yep. the most dominant tag teams in JWF history, they've put us through the ringer more than one time, or... They're going to face Mojo Grove and his little demon pet that he's got now called Honeypot. I'm sorry, but I, I hate to tell you guys this. You're in a no-win situation. You two geriatric old daddies. You either going to face the VWO and get beaten, or you're going to face Mojo and Honeypot and get utterly decimated. You're going to be lucky if you leave the ring alive. Or, and this is the worst case scenario for you snack daddies, you're going to face the BS, and you will be so embarrassed in front of the JWF universe that you will fade. Oh my god, Tibbs! From out of nowhere, it's Honey Mustard Jenkins, one half of Coach and Friend, rushing the BS with a steel chair laying out Blake Tanner. Meanwhile, it looks like Coach James joining him, tagging to the ground, both of them using these, these abusive maneuvers. And Tibbs, let's not forget, this Sunday, it's no holds barred. All of this is going to be legal. Oh, true facts. They're just getting a head start. That's right. The number one contenders with an all-out assault on the BS. But wait a minute. The Canadian crew, the Canadian crew rushing coach and friend. They're saving the BS. Felix Ball going after coach James, the lumberjack, just tossing honey mustard off the stage. Oh, and Tibbs, now the snack daddy's joining the fray, and there's a massive brawl going on. This is insanity, Tibbs. Keep fighting. Don't pull them apart. That's right. We need... Tibbs, I'm sorry. It, it's chaos. We got to get security out here, but... Wait a minute. Who, who the hell is that? Tibbs, it's, it's your son, Chuck Tibbs, coming from out of nowhere to assault the Canadian crew. The BS wisely making their escape. 
Chuck Tibbs just wailing on Felix Ball with that chair. What's your boy doing out here, Tibbs? He's making his daddy proud. That's right, Tibbs, and him just holding that chair high, proud of what he has done to the Canadian crew. I mean, I honestly thought that the Tibbs' issues with the Canadian crew was over at Wrestlepalooza, but it looks like Chuck's got more to prove. What do you think? Oh, Sills, I don't really understand the fiery passion that burns in my family. It's something you can't extinguish after one match. That's right, Tibbs, but of course, speaking of fiery passion, let's talk about a man who has a passion for championship gold, and that is the former JWF Captain's Champion, the Dylan, who has a chance to reclaim that title this Sunday as he takes on Mojo Gruff, but let's not forget, Mojo has a little bit of an ace up his sleeve in the form of the massive demon known as Honeypot. Tibbs, tell me about Honeypot. What? What about Honeypot? I, he, he's big, he's scary, and if I tried to explain his complex existence for you and why he's here in the world, it would make your eyes bleed and your ears explode. So not a good man is what you're telling me. Well, we've actually sent one of our top interviewers backstage to have a word with the Dylan about his match this Sunday. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the number one contender to the JWF Captain's Championship, the Dylan. Now, Dylan, in recent weeks, Mojo Gruff, he seemingly aligned himself with the demon, the monster known as Honeypot. Now, has this new dark alliance between these two changed your battle plan going into Cash in the Back? Why would it do that? Why would I care about the presence of Honeypot? Has has Honeypot ever won a match in the JWF? Has he ever done anything other than blindside people and assault them? Has he ever done anything to make you believe he's even a competent wrestler? Has he ever put somebody in a headlock or wrist lock? Done a basic wrestling maneuver? No. He goes out there like a giant idiot, pounds his chest, talks in a stupid accent, and then, you know, beats people up. That's not really something I need to be worried about. See, because I'm focused on getting back my JWF Captain's Championship. And sure, Honeypot's there. Honeypot will make his presence known. And you know what? I will beat down Honeypot the same way I did the last time I met him. Because that's what I do. I move through my obstacles like a ship through water. See, that's why I'm the real captain's champion. That's why I want my title back. That's why I won't let some giant accented dumbass stand between me and my goal. So yeah, sure, cash in the bag is going to come up uh, this Sunday, and then I'm going to destroy Honeypot, and then after that I'm going to pin Mojo Gruff, and then I'm going to raise my championship into the air, and I'm going to sail back into my sunset. Well, Tibbs, it looks like the Dylan is, he's not afraid of Honeypot, and with good reason, let's not forget when Honeypot debuted in this company, it was in a match against the Dylan where the Dylan came out victorious, but do you think, do you think that Dylan's almost, his ego's getting the best of him? I don't know, Sills, all I know is that was a speech rife with beautiful metaphor that reminded me of the sea. And I loved him for it. That's right, Tibbs, of course. I mean, the, the Dylan was the man who elevated the captain's title to where it is today. And let me tell you something, I know you and I would both be happy to see that belt around his waist. The question now is if he can beat Mojo Gruff to reclaim it. But Great, Tibbs. But of course, and speaking of claiming titles, speaking of number one contenders, let's go on to this. The final semi-final match in the JWF Tag Team Invitational Tournament where the team known as the VWO Griffin Clouds and his brother Justin are going to be taking on that man, the demon known as Honeypot and Mojo Gruff and Tibbs, like we said last week, if they win this, Mojo Gruff may be going through the ringer this Sunday. He could have three, four matches. Sills, I don't know much about Mojo Gruff as it's been evidenced clearly over his actions over the last few months, but 
I'm curious if he could actually if he could actually keep that kind of stamina up for three matches. It's not something any any normal person could do. That's right, and Mojo Gruff starting this match off against Griffin Clouds, the youngest brother of the Cloud Clan. Ooh, who delivers a beautiful drop kick to Mojo Gruff, sending the Voodoo Man to the ground. And now the Vape Master General following it up with a vicious series of stomps straight to the ribs of Mojo. Now, let's not forget, Tibbs. I know Griffin, he usually gets outshined in the ring by his brothers, but he is a ring general himself. He's even won the JWF championship in the past. Griffin Clouds is nothing to sneeze at, Tibbs. Agreed. So he's, he's got a mind for the business, but that also means that He's got to be the one in control. If he's not in control, he's going to lose the match. That's right, but Griffin's staying in that control. He's got Mojo in a headlock, picking him up. Looks like he's going for a neck breaker, but wait a minute. Mojo Gruff fighting back, tossing Griffin into the corner, and a beautiful elevated stomp to the chest. Going for that quick pin. One, two, ooh, and Griffin kicking out at two. And Oh, no. Tibbs. Tibbs, Mojo's going over to his corner. He's got that hand extended. He's about to unleash the demon. Cover your children's eyes for the love of God. That's right. Honeypot making the tag, entering the ring, and Tibbs, he doesn't look happy. I bet if he heard what Dylan said earlier, the VWO could be dead men right now, Tibbs. Shield your face, Sills. He can do it. That's right, but Griffin Cloud's ever the smart man going over and tagging in Justin, who... Tibbs, is, is Justin Cloud's actually trying to square up with Honeypot? Is he prepping for a fight? Oh, my God. He's bringing the, that island spirit. That's right, and oh, a massive right hand from Justin Cloud's, but... Honeypot seems unmoved. It's like he barely even touched him. Oh, but another shot. But the demon once again remains unmoved. It's like fighting a brick wall, Tibbs. Ooh, I guess the island spirit's not going to really do him well. Oh, That's right, but Justin trying for a third time, bouncing off the ropes, and no, oh, no! He's got him, Tibbs! Honeypot, he's got Justin by the throat, and he nails it! A vicious choke slam going for the pin! One, two, oh! Griffin! Griffin Clouds, we thought he had ran away, we thought he was a coward, but he has saved his brother, but unfortunately, it looks like he had his pissed off honeypot, Tibbs. Yep, that did nothing but he poked the bear. That's right, now he's grabbed Griffin, Griffin, who's not even the legal man, tossing him into a corner, laying in vicious shot after vicious shot, it's almost like Griffin's about to start bleeding, this is horrifying. Justin rushing up, trying to save his brother, but now Honeypot's got them both, beating down the Cloud Brothers into the ropes. Shibata trying to pry Honeypot off, but Tibbs the Beast will not relent, destroying the VWO. This is horrifying. Oh, I can't watch. That's right, Shibata starting the count, but I don't think Honeypot cares, Tibbs. Continuing that vicious assault, wailing those fists down onto the onto the skulls of Griffin and Justin, and there it is. Shibata is forced to call for the bell, and Tibbs, the VWO, have won. They have been dis they the team of Mojo and Honeypot have been disqualified. But I think if Honeypot keeps this up, the VWO aren't going to be able to make it to cash in the bag. They'll be lucky if they make it out of here tonight. We gotta get someone out here. That's right, Tibbs, but... Oh, wait a minute. You said we need someone out there, and there's the music of someone that the VWO knows all too well. It's the music of the Hammerman! The VWO's former mem member, the new number one contender, Travis Clouds, a.k.a. the Hammerman, rushing the ring, and he delivers a big boot to Mojo Gruff, who goes down like a ton of bricks, Tibbs. He's like a superhero. That's right, Tibbs, and Honeypot still assaulting the rest of the VWO, but the Hammerman takes him down, a vicious double axe handle, sending the demon to the ground, and Tibbs, let me tell you something, I definitely don't think the VWO were expecting to see that. Hammerman tonight. I don't think I was either, Sills, but that's what happens. You never expect the hammer. That's right, but wait a minute. Hammerman actually picking up Honeypot, flipping him upside down. Justin Griffin taking their places on the corners of the ring. Are they going for it? 
they are! A double under vapor sending Honeypot's skull careening into the mat intends the hammer man has done something that he couldn't do weeks ago. He has taken out the demon. And how do you think that his opponent at Cash in the Bag, Momoa Curry, how do you think the JWF champion is reacting to this, Tips? Well, Silza, I'm not going to say that uh, this act hasn't earned earned the hammer man some more respect. In the eyes of Momoa Curry, but it may not be a great amount. That's right, Tibbs, but the Hammerman standing beside his brothers, holding their hands up proudly, and Tibbs, a family has reunited. This is a beautiful sight in the ring. It's actually really touching, isn't it? That's right, Tibbs, but in order to find out if the VWO go on to become number one contenders, to find out if the Hammerman is successful in his quest to gain the JWF Championship, you're going to have to tune in to Cash in the Bag this Sunday on the official Fight Boys YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen. And in order to find out what happens after that, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, boys, it's been one hell of an episode. What'd you learn this week? Um, I learned that, uh, if Biggie opens up his DMs, all he's gonna get are pictures of his pecs. And I learned that if you get a DM from Biggie, it's nothing but creepy Sonic. And Becky's mom. Oh, yeah, that too. I learned that apparently I just need to, like, bum rush the new japan stuff otherwise i'm not gonna get a shock about how awesome shingo takagi is <laughs> we should just have a segment of the show where me and blake leave and it's like dylan's new japan corner no, no we have to actually just we, mute our mics you've done that before yeah you've you've had yeah. periods there we blake and i had a lovely segment a few months ago where we just talked about new japan because <laughs> your mic wasn't working and we thought you'd left <laughs> So, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, the Dark Nvidia on YouTube. We have to go to bed. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. The Quizzle Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods. So check that out and check out all the other shows online at a load of purebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, remember to support the show, whether that be by pay- donating to the Patreon, picking up some merch, Come into our live show, or most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, just leave us a review on iTunes. It's just as easy. Just go do it right now, or subscribe Please to YouTube. To live show. Whatever. Please, and as always, you can show, find baby. us at aloadedpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadedpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>